0: Welcome in. Good evening. It is the Beast of the East podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network and also coming to you from Willis Digital Media, home of the Palmcast. Again, we are Beast of the East presented by betonline.ag and playactionpools.com. Joining alongside is my man, my main man, Craig Ladd. What's up, Craig?
1: Corey, glad to see you. Uh, We had a little taste of some really good SEC games over the weekend, and it's only going to
0: get better from here on. Absolutely, man. It's It was exciting. It, it, it was the appetizer to what's going to be an exciting SEC slate of games. We'll talk about Auburn-Penn State, of course. Uh, on we, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into that one because that game was exciting, too exciting to not talk about. I know our guys over at Best of the West are going to really get a deep dive into that one, but I would like to weigh in on that because that was an exciting game of course, uh, Bama-Florida, which was a crossover game, and then Georgia hosting uh, South Carolina in an Eastern Divisional matchup, Uh, plus some of the uh, blowouts from the um, FCS-SEC matchups as well. Um, But we are presented by betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro in college action this season, we have a, With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit for just signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports, bet online, your online sports book experts, man. They, they do a, they do a great job here. Um, Also, one of the things you can bet on is the odds on the next USC head coach. Any guesses on who has the greatest odds, Craig?
1: You mean the best odds of being the coach?
0: That's true. Yes.
1: I'm going to say Luke Fickle.
0: Luke Fickle is nine to one. He is tied with Bob Stoops and Tony Elliott. At nine to one. That is not correct, though. There is somebody that is sitting at six and one. Interesting. Um,
1: Is he in the college ranks or the pro ranks?
0: He is in the college ranks. He's in the Big Ten. Harbaugh? Nah, he's not even on the list. Boy, that's that's a good
1: one. Sure, it's not Ryan Day, is it?
0: It is not Ryan Day think of think of water
1: think of water water water
0: things you would do on the water you ski on the water you ski on the water but what else do you do on the water you swim in it you swim okay what else (laughs) you
1: float
0: (laughs) you row the boat
1: Row the boat.
0: PJ Fleck six to one odds right now. Yeah,
1: row the boat. Row the boat, and
0: then you have Mario Cristobal seven to one. James Franklin eight to one. Then of course our guy uh, from the SEC, Bill O'Brien is fourteen to one. He's the only one from the SEC that made it. Other notables: Joe Moorhead ten to one. Gary Patterson ten to one. That's never going to happen. Chris Peterson, don't know why he's ten to one, but he ain't coming out of retirement. And then, of course, uh, that that rounds out the the list of bettable odds on the USC head coaching search.
1: And no, Lane Kiffin. Can you believe it? I'm being facetious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about Sark? Huh? What about yeah. Sark?
1: So, that's right.
0: That's uh, yeah, that, that's pretty good. But uh, anyway, um, lots of exciting, lots of exciting action, Craig, uh, this weekend. Um, yes. How about them guy t- guy Cody Caldwell, man? How about them Rebels? Yes. They are uh, right now they're sitting at number two in the, in the West for me. Uh, I love them rebels, but uh, they, the BYU coach, whoever said that. Yeah. That that's somebody I I, I talked about it as somebody I would like to see Kalani Sataki, Great, great coach had a great, had a huge win not to go, uh, not to go uh, beast of the mountain West here, but um, yeah. Kalani Sataki, huge win over Arizona state this weekend in Pac 12 after dark. So yeah. Um, But uh, let's start with that Bama Florida game, shall we, Craig? uh, Watching that game, I I, I, coming into it, I thought, okay, it's going to be you know Bama's going to you know Bama's going to steamroll, and then they they get up twenty one to three, and you know I'm thinking, okay, they're going to steamroll. I can I can switch over and you know watch some some other stuff and just kind of flip around. But then again, and then uh, Bama went three straight three and outs. Uh, They gave up a score to Florida. Florida's crowd got back into it. And it became really tight. So uh, Bryce Young, 22 of 35, 240 yards and three touchdowns, looked good in stretches, but also looked very uncomfortable in other stretches. Uh, hats off to Florida's defense. Um, they kind of got after it, but, you know, again, they're a, they're a momentum-based defense. And, and once they get a little shred of momentum, it's like a snowball effect. They really kind of start coming after you. And, and once they started creating some havoc and creating some discomfort for Bryce Young, you really kind of saw this Alabama offense start to struggle a little bit.
1: I agree with you, uh, Corey. I I was – I, I, like you, thought, oh, here we go. I can switch off this game. And I actually did switch off of it for a little while. And uh, I I was – I tell you what, I was impressed with the way Florida ran the football against Alabama. Never thought that would happen. And they did. They ran the ball and ran the ball very, very yes. well, especially in the second half. You know, they outscored Alabama. T- you know, from the second quarter on, they outscored Alabama twenty-six to ten.
0: Yes, it was. It was outstanding. Like the run game, that that I mean, that's honestly the part I, I I was. You know, Emory Jones had such success running, and of course, Damian Pierce and Malik Davis. Um, they I thought they had a really big day uh, running the ball for, uh, for Florida, uh, looking at Malik Davis, he had 10 carries for 86 yards, 8.6 per, uh, scored a touchdown. That was, uh, that, that was one of the bright spots for this Florida offense, finally getting a running back going a little bit, especially against the defense, uh, of, of the caliber of Alabama. But again, you know, what do we know about this Crimson Tide defense? They struggle with athletic quarterbacks and and they struggled with Henry Jones.
1: I, I agree. And you know uh, Richardson, he, he didn't play, so you know already, uh, Florida was coming into the game without one of their big weapons, and uh, you know they they still they got more out of the running backs than I anticipated in this ball game, and uh, like I said, I I was I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw from Florida, uh, and you know by the way they they took it to Alabama, and. Uh, we've seen this before, you know, last year we're talking about the old miss game and all what happened and how many yards and all of this. And then they righted the ship and went from there. You know, you say what you will about this, you know, Florida is a tough place to play. Uh, You know, I I don't care what kind of team they have or what kind of team you have coming in there. That's a tough, tough place to play. And you know, it, a lot of really good teams have lost there. Uh, Alabama came out with a win. That was what they they uh, snuck out of there. And that's that's what happened. You know, whether that, it's by two points or by forty, doesn't matter. It's a
0: win. Hey, you, you go to the swamp, you get a win. That's <laughs> that, that's enough for me. But
1: absolutely, um, I agree.
0: The chat's up and going, Craig. Um, it's it's blazing right now. We were saying playing Alabama this year is like tuning into Rocky Four af- after the Russian gets cut. Somebody was laughing about uh, Joe Moorhead being mentioned. Um, Bama's beatable and if Florida can get them, Ole Miss will also. I'm intrigued by that guy. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Um, we appreciate the comments there. Used to you needed an elite quarterback performance just to compete with Bama. Not really anymore. Again, Emory Jones as a passer wasn't that great. I mean, he was good in in spots where he needed to be occasionally, but He was pretty inaccurate for the most part. Converted some big third downs uh, in the second half, but outside of that, really didn't get much through the air. It was all running. Uh, He had 19 carries for 80-something yards there. But uh, Jake was yelling at the TV the whole day. I'm sure his blood pressure was high, probably still is. Um, (laughs) Can't wait to tune in tomorrow night to Best of the West um, and, and, and check that one out and see, you know, just kind of what he says. I I always, I I wish I could go live on. uh, I wish I could join live on the chat with best of the West, but I'm usually recording. I'm on like 17 different podcasts. So I'm usually recording on Tuesday nights. So I usually catch best of the West, um, not live. uh, So I can't comment, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great show if you want to see if you want to hear everything about the West with Jake Thomas and, uh, Kevin Bohanna. But yeah, I mean, just looking at Alabama's offense, you know, it wasn't as explosive as I thought it was going to be. I thought, you know, Brian Robinson had a really good day running the ball. But I mean, you know, you, you look at what you've what you been used to, what you've been used to, um, been used to with, with this Alabama offense is big plays, chunk plays, things like that. and And throws that really came easy. And obviously the last three quarterbacks to start at Alabama, uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Jalen Hurts, and and, and uh, Mac Jones, not in that particular order, uh, have all flourished with RPOs getting the ball downfield. And it certainly doesn't hurt when you have four first-rounders uh, to throw the ball to as well and one to, and a, and a first-rounder to hand it off to and a couple of first-round offensive linemen blocking for you. That never hurts. Um, they don't have that right now. They, they don't have those guys. I mean, Mechie, Mechie may, may be a first-round guy. Uh, Bryce, if Bryce Young eventually will be a first round guy, he's not quite right now, but um, he's still young, still early into his days as a starter. So um, are you concerned about this Alabama offense or is it just one of those things where they just need a little bit more time?
1: You know, I think, uh, you know, if you would have told me, uh, you know, this time last week that that Florida would have nearly 250 yards rushing and Alabama would be under a hundred. Uh, I would have said that, you know, the, the men in the padded truck need to come pick you up. Uh, but I, I was really surprised by that, you know, and you're right. Uh, I don't know if I'm yet concerned about it. I, you know, I still think they're, they're playing their way into how, what kind of team they're going to be, um, you know, as we said before, as we said during the preseason, Corey, the amount of talent that they lost uh there you know there's just there's just no way and we I think we were mesmerized by the Miami game and how well they did, and we see how bad Miami is. They got crushed yeah. by Michigan State on <laughs> their home field, but mm-hmm. I think we were mesmerized by that game and you know, they still have some work in progress. I, I think just and, and and that's to be
0: expected with all the talent that they lost last year. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was gonna be a huge, huge ask to, to expect Alabama to to keep on that same level. You you lose your superstar coordinator and five first rounders. I mean, that's that's a that's a tough deal to come back from. I don't care who you are. And especially if you're Alabama, those guys lack experience. And when you go into a hostile environment like the swamp, and it was sold out, and it was as crazy as it ever is, that's I mean that that's not an easy deal to, to, to do. And you know you jump up twenty-one to three, and you know with inexperienced teams, you see this roller coaster, right? It's it's an ebb and it's a heavy ebb and flow type game. It's you know these Bama teams are used to like as soon as they come they come out of the gates hot, and they just they just stay kind of going like this and they never really level off. And then next thing you know, it's like 45 to three. And you know, last year's Bama team would, would have, would have been 50 at halftime uh, yeah. on, on this Florida team. And, and that, that saying that, and that's not enough for Florida. That's just how good last Bama team was.
1: Well, I think, you know what, probably the worst thing that could have happened to Alabama in this game was them to jump out like they did, uh, mm-hmm you know I think if it had been a little bit closer to begin with they, they may have lost uh, you know their edge a little bit with a 21 to three uh, first quarter lead thinking the same way you and I were thinking oh here we go I can switch off the TV and watch somebody else and yeah. uh, that's uh that's obviously not what uh, happened and uh, like I said probably was the worst thing that could have happened to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, I th- like I said, I think they lost their edge a little bit, but I- I'm not going to take anything away from Florida because I thought they played an outstanding game and was, you know, in it right there at the end. I mean, you got to, you got to, you miss a two point conversion to tie the game. And, uh, you know, that's all you could ask for. You know, if you, you ask Dan Mullen, you've got the ball uh, and you're a two point conversion away from tying the ball game up uh, which, you know, what? I don't know how many seconds, 30 seconds to go. I'll just say
0: I I think he would take that. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 you've got that going. You're you're go you got that going against the number one team in the country who that's the target for everyone, not in just your conference, but in the entire country. And and you got them on the ropes. And unfortunately for them, they couldn't they couldn't land that knockout blow. And and that's not, you know, that's something that An inexperienced team can't do. I mean, Alabama, as a team, as a program, have been in that position, so they kind of know. Okay, this, you know, we've let them hang around long enough. Let's just deliver that kill shot and let's go. And 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 they did, stopping that two point conversion. They let them hang around long enough. Um, It was a little too close for comfort, um, but uh, you know, Alabama's walking away with uh, with a win, getting ready to regrouping, and then. you know, same with Florida. Florida's getting ready for Tennessee uh, this week. So, um, yeah, we're seeing some Ole Miss stuff in the chat. Two sixty-eight and two eighty. Ole Miss's rushing total the last two years. Um, I, I believe that's against Alabama. Which, again, Ole Miss is a good rushing team. I mean, let's not let's not think that you know. Let's not look at Lane Kiffin's uh, system and say it's a you know it's it's like the air raid like what's happening down in Starkville. No, it's it's a run first system. And uh, Sparty for the win. I never thought I'd say that, <laughs> but they absolutely destroyed Miami, so that's not looking good, uh, there. But um, to put a bow on that, good job, Florida. Um, you know, they're they uh they handled themselves well. Um, unfortunately for them, they lost. Um, but I, I think they they took a lot away from it as far as they know they're a threat running the ball, they know they have a two headed monster now with Malik Davis and, and Emory Jones running the ball, and then when Uh, Antoine, when when Anthony, not Antoine, but when Anthony Richardson gets better, that's going to be even more dangerous for the Gators. So uh, look out for them. Obviously, they're always tough, so it doesn't matter. Uh, A a down Florida team is, you know, that's, (laughs) they're still tough. And that game game for Georgia is always going to be tough. Uh, They're always going to be a force in the SEC East, no matter what we say. Um, no matter how bad we say they're going to be, they're always going to be a force in the East. So, um, our next game, Craig, uh, was the other conference matchup uh, before we go uh, into the into the West. Uh, that was uh, Georgia South Carolina, uh, a, a game that saw South Carolina get a backdoor cover. So anybody that picked the dogs had the cover and then lost the cover. Um, we'll start with South Carolina. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, the good, they can complete a deep ball. Josh Van um, surprised me as a as a wide receiver and as a deep threat for uh, for South Carolina. I thought Luke Doty had a really nice game um, when he wasn't getting put on his back. Um, so that's the good. He he did a good job of picking up first downs, distributing the ball, making tough throws with guys breathing down his neck, hitting the, connecting on the deep ball on several occasions. A couple of them got. Uh, called back, but um, their offensive line is, holy cow, is bad. Um, it, it's it's real bad. So uh, for South Carolina, that's the, that's the bad and the ugly. Um, they're just not in sync yet. I, I think they're a team that plays really hard. They're really resilient. Um, they're going to be good. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly for Georgia. Um, JT looked as sharp as I've ever seen him. Uh, JT Daniels was throwing dimes. Uh, Deep balls everywhere. He hit uh, Jermaine Burton and Adani Mitchell. Uh, JT's stats were 23 of 31 for 303. Three touchdowns. The bad on JT Daniels, he threw a really ugly pick, and his pocket mobility is probably going to get him hurt. Uh, The concern is the running game. Only rushing for 184 yards when you have that stable of running backs. It's kind of concerning to me, uh, but I thought James Cook had a – had a really nice day. Four carries for fifty-one, average of twelve point eight, and a score. Um, I, I I don't know what the deal is with the run game. Maybe it's the pass game has improved, so the run game just had to take a hit. I don't. I'm not sure what to make of it, but it was it was okay. Uh, not certainly up to what Georgia's used to. So, uh, you, your initial thoughts on on this game, Craig? Uh,
1: you know. Uh, South Carolina is very limited on offense. That's that's we thought that coming into the year, and it's been uh, proven against that. Of course, Georgia has an outstanding defense, so they're going to make a lot of offenses look bad, as Clemson, but uh, and UAB. But I, I, you know, they're just limited. Corey, you know, they just don't have they don't have the firepower, uh, and it's going to take Beamer a while to, to get that firepower. Uh, you know. He, he needs Clemson to sort of falter a little bit, uh, which would help him in state. Uh, but, you know, they, they just don't have the horses. Um, and, you know, when you don't have the horses, you're obviously easier to defend. Uh, you know, I mean, to be quite honest, who, I mean, I don't know who you would point to to say, okay, this is a guy that we really need to stop in order to win this game. I, I don't know who that person is when you play South Carolina. No.
0: And, and the answer is there isn't anybody. I mean, I guess Josh Van is – I guess he's kind of emerging in that. I'm not yeah. real sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, when, when you look at that, that's something that can be um, I don't a possibility.
1: Know if that, yeah, game in and game out. You
0: know what I'm saying? No, and and yeah, I don't think they really have been able to find what they're good at game in a game out. I I think they're playing musical chairs at quarterback. They didn't know what they had in Luke Doty. They just took a few shots because why not, right? Yeah. And and they, you know, they hit on a few. So I'm thinking that's going to be, I'm thinking he's going to be more a part of the game plan as they go. So um, I, I know South Carolina fans are excited about that.
1: Yeah, and and I, you know, you you talk about the the uh, Georgia running game. You know, I see a, a multitude uh, of a multitude of of weapons. You know, Milton, White, and Cook all rushed for over fifty yards in this ball game. All had over uh, nearly seven, over six point, over a six yard uh, per uh, carry average. I mean, that's impressive right. when you're doing that. I mean. <clears throat> to to be doing that. You know, Milton had six point six, White six point four, and you mentioned Cook at twelve point eight. I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. that's being efficient is what that is. Uh yeah. and you know, I, I would if I'm a Georgia fan, I would not be worried at all about it. Uh the dispersing of the wealth there at the running back position is gonna only gonna make your team better.
0: That's good. That's good to hear. And I think hitting a couple deep shots, I'll, if that, if, if I, we have to sacrifice some rushing stats because we're hitting deep shots over the top, I'm cool with that too. Um, I just didn't, you know, some people, some people get concerned with that. So who knows, right?
1: Um, well, I tell you what, as a Tennessee alumni, I wish I had that,
0: that concern for the, for the big problem. orange. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah, in a few years, give Hyple some time. He'll 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 get those problems. Hendon Hooker is, I, I think, has become the answer there. So, uh, the chat is rocket and rolling. Jake, what's up, man? Did we miss you? Always, always miss you. Uh, <laughs> Windows ninety five. Um, I upgraded to Windows ninety eight. Um, but yeah, uh, the top three quarterbacks in the SEC through week three looked up the official uh, Southeastern Conference statistics, and they have. Uh, Right now, they have Will Rogers, Matt Corral, and Connor Bazelak as the top three when it comes to uh, passing yardage. Uh, When it comes to passing touchdowns, Max Johnson leads the way with 11. Bryce Young with 10. Matt Corral with 9. JT Daniels only with 3 because he missed a game. Emory Jones is down at the bottom with just 2. And then, uh, yeah, so Will Rogers is anywhere depending on the categories. Uh, Let's see who has the most picks this year. Emory Jones has the most picks with five. Will Levis with four. Uh, And Ken seals with three JT Daniels with two. Um, One was a really good play by a defender and the other was just a really bad ill-advised throw. So uh, to answer your question in the chat, that's, that's where we stand. Uh, Glad to see Tennessee get upset with a huge, with a, upset went over Tennessee tech. Nice Jake. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) Check this out, Uh, man. Oh man. All right. Let's see if that, let's see if that gets any better. I've turned into a gear shit now, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, there we go. There we go.
1: Come on, Corey. If we're going to have a professional podcast, you're going to have to get professional programs. i might have to get a freaking
0: internet hub. Put right on the ceiling up here. I man. mean,
1: you're in the heart of the city of Nashville. I'm in. I'm not going to say what I want to say, but I'm way out.
0: BFE. Way right? out.
1: Way way out. And
0: uh, yeah, my sure. internet's I'm not...
1: better than yours,
0: Corey. <laughs> I think AT and T is like. I, I think they're. <laughs> I think they're zapping me here. I think they're killing my killing my vibe here. Um, where
1: I am, they can't even spell internet. How's that? So that tells you where how far out I am.
0: You see, Craig, they don't even know where you are, right? Well, that's true. They and they should not know that. Right. I th- I think the, uh, I think somebody picked up the phone with, uh, with my AOL. It knocked me out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I heard, the, I
1: heard the screeching of your yours coming back on that, The old, the old connection sound.
0: Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gotta, yeah. Mom, get off the phone. <laughs> yeah um it doesn't help that the weather's the weather sucks when the weather sucks my internet signal goes down a little bit too so i'm not sure why that happens but it does it's kind of like it's kind of like my creaky knees or whatever um hey oh yeah, i want have 56k <laughs> oh boy yeah um let the internet jokes let them let them keep coming bring them on all right Here's another uh, – we're going to talk about Jake's favorite topic. So, Jake, you can uh, look up some more internet jokes while we talk about this. But Auburn-Penn State, Craig, I watched that game. It was very, very entertaining, very exciting. Uh, thoughts on this one?
1: Wow, well, you're right. It was it was a terrific football game. Back and forth, back and forth. You know, Auburn could have very easily won that football game. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's – you know, again – when you Happy Valley, that's not an easy place to play. And those people were rabid. It's the first SEC home game. I, I can't remember now what I heard, but I think – I want to say it was back in the 30s, but I may be wrong with that, that they've hosted. Uh, you know, it was a whiteout. out. Uh, t- again, extremely tough place to play. Uh, I thought Auburn played well, uh, you know – as I said, they, they could have easily won that game, and I thought they played well. Yeah. Made some mistakes that were costly, costly uh, mistakes at inopportune times uh, that ended up being their their downfall there. Uh, but yeah. I, I thought, you know, I thought they played well.
0: Yeah that that uh, that trick play the wide out double reverse pass. Yes, went very poorly for Auburn. Set up a score, and I, I think that when when you look at that touchdown, it put Penn State up twenty one to ten. I think that was, I think that was kind of the, the the touchdown that said, okay, Penn State, we got control of this game. No matter what Auburn does, you know, no matter how close it seems to get, Penn State was never really going to lose that game at that point. And and that was kind of the, that was kind of the start of the the very steep uphill climb that Auburn was going to have to make to win that game. Uh, And, and of course they didn't make it as well. So, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they could have done some things better. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, um, I would have wanted tank big to to have a better game in that. Uh, You know, I think, I think, you know, obviously Penn state's focus was to stop him, you know, in order to beat Auburn, we've got to stop him. I don't think they were worried about Bo Nix. Bo Nix is Bo Nix, and he's going to implode uh, at a moment's notice. Uh, it was oh, Big yeah. B that had to be stopped in order to
0: beat Auburn. Absolutely, and and we knew that going in, it was going to be a Bo Nix type of game because we we know Tank was going to have. You know, he had a pair of rushing touchdowns. He had a he had a really nice game there. Uh, I thought they went away from him at times. Yeah. Um, you know, they. I'm not sure. There were certain points of the game where I'm thinking, what is Auburn really trying to do here? And it was uh, it was head-scratching at some points, and some points you're like, okay, Auburn has a chance here. You know, Auburn, Auburn just might take control of this game and then double-reverse pass, and here we go. But, you know, I, I thought, you know, Auburn's going to be a tough team. They just got to figure out how to play with each other. They got to figure out just – like through the course of the game, like this group is not really used to playing four quarters, especially in an environment like that. You know, they're not used to winning games like that right now, and it, because so many times they they falter, and it, it's just it's 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 baffling, really. And uh, uh, no, I will not hush Jake. Uh, it, it seemed like the only team they were able to beat was was Alabama. That's because that's their Super Bowl. Really, um, and then Gus Malzahn was is the most successful coach against against Nick Saban. So, um, but all, Auburn's just got to find ways to to win these games uh, in the future if they're going to be if Brian Harson's going to going to stay there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nick's has got to if they're going to win a game like this, he's going to have to throw the ball for more than 185 yards. He was 21 of 37 for 185. That's just not going to cut it against uh, really good competition. Just, just not going to, you know, Big B. You know, you know, I said he didn't perform that well. I expected more from him, even though he rushed for 102 yards and, as you said, Corey, two touchdowns. But I thought Penn State did a good job of limiting the big plays for him. His his longest run in this ball game was 18 yards, and that, that's just making him plug. And you know, carried the ball 23 times and only had a 4.4 <laughs> yard per average average, uh, sledding, doing man. That.
0: so yeah, so he, he was, he fought hard for his yards. He absolutely did. So, uh, but, but, but a very good game, nonetheless, very entertaining game, nonetheless, I don't care what you say, Jake. Um, it was, it was good. I don't care how badly you hate Auburn. That was a game that, uh, Auburn probably should have won, but, uh, did not. So, um, but moving on, uh, we're going to put a bow on week three uh you know, obviously uh home of the Palmcast, Ole Miss uh 61-21 over lay no concerns there. Um Arkansas ran it up on Georgia Southern, so no no uh no hangover there for the for the for the Razorbacks. Kentucky 28-23, uh winners over UT Chat. Any concerns there?
1: I think they had a hangover from their from their big win. Yeah. Over Missouri, uh, you know, and it's it's very easy for that to happen, Corey. You know, and I'm sure uh, Stoops was he was terrified of this game all week. You know, he was yeah. because he had a feeling. You know, it's Chattanooga. I, you know, I can tell these guys how good Chattanooga is. All I want, but they're not idiots. They can they know uh, uh, they're an FCS team. They they can see what they've done. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So obviously they're not going to have the same intensity for this game that they had for Missouri.
0: Absolutely. And uh, speaking of Missouri, they were fifty nine twenty eight victors over Southeast Missouri State. Uh, your Vols fifty six to nothing over Tennessee Tech. I don't know if I don't know if the Vols have scored fifty six points in a single practice on air. So that was good to see. Hinden I hookers. think that was
1: all they scored last year total. For the year, was 56. You might
0: might be right. But Hindenhooker (laughs) Hooker seems to be the option, so that's good uh, for the Vols. He was a leading passer and leading rusher in that game. Um, Let's all take one big sigh of disappointment for Mississippi State. They lost to Memphis 31-29. And, of course, Vanderbilt uh, got doubled up against Stanford 41-23. Thought Vanderbilt was going to be in that game for a minute. Uh, They weren't. And Stanford ran all over them, kind of like I thought they would. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I watched a good, I watched a decent amount of that. I was flipping around when, when the the Penn State Auburn game was uh, on the commercial. I was, I I flipped over to that. And, and Vandy was in this game for a little while, and then uh, things kind of collapsed on them before halftime. They end up, you know, uh, getting behind twenty seven fourteen at the half, and then, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it was it was down. They're not ready. They're not ready to beat a team uh, like Stanford right now. They're just they don't they don't have the just like South Carolina. They don't have the horses to do that right now. Say no. what you will about Stanford. This is probably not the best Stanford team we've seen. Uh, you know, in the last five years, but still. Uh, they have a lot of talent, uh, and they're they're going to recruit very well, and they're going to recruit all over the country. The Stanford brand goes everywhere; they, they get kids from everywhere, and and Stanford would still that would have been a really really good win for Vanderbilt if they could have pulled that off.
0: Well, speaking of Vanderbilt, um, we're going to put a bow on. We're going to put a bow on week three. We're gonna we're gonna transition into. Week four, but before we really kind of get into the meat of the action, we're exciting to we're excited to be partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring you some interactive fun on in the sport that we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. I forgot to make my picks. Here's how it works: sign up for the contest believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes, electric sunglasses. That's a brand, not a, uh, not, not electric sunglasses yeah. there. It's, it's a brand electric okay. eyewear. Yeah. Right. Um, so again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe that's B L E A V football. Pick Pick them. And that's a big and. If you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivors, they got pick 'ems, and as well as a cool sports book style concept called Build Your Bankroll, which is something I plan on investigating. It sounds really awesome. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it sounds awesome. So you should check it out. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. So uh, get on over there and 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 make those picks. Something I forgot to do. But uh, anyway, going back. Speaking of Vandy, I think the Vanderbilt Mafia has uh, got a hold of my camera again. Um, they uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They got a hold of my camera and said, "No, no, no, you can't talk." I think I think that's just what I do, right? I think that's just what I do. My landline's going out again. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, I think somebody, somebody's is like snipping my wires, but so uh, looking at Georgia Vanderbilt, what are we, uh, what are we seeing about this matchup?
1: Uh, not a lot of Vanderbilt. That's what I'm seeing, especially in the end zone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is going to be. What's going to, what, what have you seen early on? That's going to, that, that gives you any inclination that, that Vanderbilt's gonna be remotely in this ballgame. Uh they're gonna be I, I would say they're gonna be probably I'm gonna guess 31 point underdog in this. That's just a guess off the top of my head.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I
1: mean I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I haven't seen it, but I, I I would say that's easy what they'll be what they'll be giving up.
0: Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised there and to get exact uh it is 34 and a half
1: 34 and a half so a little the, more than I thought
0: yeah yep. yep 34 and a half which is insane yeah uh, for a conference game so um Georgia is 58 20, and 2 straight up in 80 all-time head-to-head matchups against Vanderbilt talk, talk about think about this too Corey
1: you know Georgia was at home last week and they were only a 31 point favorite over South Carolina they're at Vanderbilt right. and they're 34 and a half. So the odds makers think Van, uh, South Carolina is that much better than, than Vanderbilt. Interesting.
0: Yep. It, it's, uh, yeah. When you, when you, when you lose to an FCS ball club, that kind of happens, but, uh, You know, I I think with this receiving core, I I think that the only thing Vanderbilt has going for them is they can hit a few deep shots and give themselves a chance. Also, they can try to lull Georgia to sleep with this uh, early kick in Nashville. That environment happens to, or tends to, tends to do that to people. Um, But one of the things they saw that South Carolina was able to hit some deep passes over the top, Ken Seals can certainly throw it. uh, If he gets time and they have some receivers, especially Cam Johnson that can go and get it. So Uh, that's probably the one thing they're circling in their game plan and saying, Hey, this is how we're going to attack and try to frustrate Georgia. But at the end of the day, Nicobe Dean's going to make a million and a half tackles. Jordan Davis is going to toss a few people and uh, he's going to be like a runaway industrial refrigerator. Um, And it's going to be, it's going to be ugly here in, in Nashville. That's no surprise. I don't think anybody is going into this game. If you're a Vanderbilt fan and, and, Thinking you're going to win. I mean, you're hoping to win. You're hoping something happens, but you know, un- unless there's a you know unless there's a rash of injuries, not going well, Hopefully, there's not. But unless there's a rash of injuries or something weird happens, you know, I think this is you know this is going to be a, a really really tough game for Bandy.
1: I, I don't think after this ball game you'll be you'll you'll be seeing you'll be asking me the question next week of Are you concerned about
0: the Georgia running game? I, I I think you're right. Nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you that question. Um, you know, I'm just I don't think to, you have to. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh Jake Vandy with the upset. I don't even think you can even joke about that, can you? Um so yeah, I you know, just, just wanted to mention that it's 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 actually a conference game. This is this is a week that's loaded with good conference games. Uh you have our next one on the slate is BC at or actually it's uh actually Missouri, it's Missouri BC. at yeah. BC. I that's yeah. what I that's what I meant to say, I got a little tongue tied there. Um so when what do you think about this one? Is is Missouri like they're one of those teams that they're kind of it's it's weird like a weird team to pick because they've got some they've got some some players, they've got some things that make them really good, but they just don't Jump off the page to me.
1: No, they don't jump off the page, and they they don't have the, the superstar guys. Uh, you know, I will really like Basilak a lot, yeah. but uh, you know, they, they don't have those superstar guys uh, either. You know, they don't have the no. guys that that you're gonna uh, you're gonna wow about or anything like that. But I, I think this is going to be an interesting game, I, I an, an intriguing matchup between these two. Uh, you know, and Uh, unfortunately it's on you know the same time as lsu mississippi state and georgia vandy so Mm -hmm. i don't know how much i'm going to be watching it but like i said i I think this is sort of an intriguing matchup and and could be a really really good football game i think on paper i think it will be uh Uh you know missouri is is not going to have an easy time with this and and I I think they can win this ball game, but it's not going to be an easy win for them if they do. They're going to have to pull it out at the end.
0: No, I mean, you look at the season stats as they stack up so far. um, They're both averaging roughly the same amount of points scored, uh, 40.3 for Missouri, 41.3 for Boston College. Points allowed. Boston College playing really stingy defense so far, and I don't know if that's a scheduled thing or not, but they're allowing 10.3. Per, and Missouri is allowing 29 um, and Missouri's got the, the upper hand in total yards. And then also uh, the turnover margin, uh, Missouri has a slight advantage of a plus four uh, turnover margin versus a just a plus two uh, for Boston College get, uh, having five takeaways and three giveaways, whereas Missouri has five takeaways and one, giveaway so Missouri their best deal is staying on the field offensively they just really for them they just really need to get some momentum going uh offensively chew up chew up yards chew up clock control the ball and and, and have their defense get a few takeaways and and really just kind of try to steal a few possessions i think when you deal with a good ACC team like this you know you're you know, as long as you can do that, as long as your defense can get after them, you're good. But the last time we kind of picked a picked an ACC upset over the SEC, they were mud-stomped, uh, and that was NC State over uh, Mississippi State. So there's a discrepancy, and that discrepancy is uh, you know one that's typical for an SEC team, but they're just I feel like they're just better up front. Are potentially better up front, and and that's what I noticed about NC State and Mississippi State. They were just Mississippi State was just better up front, especially on the defensive line.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Uh, that's, you know, you hear this all the time, and and I heard uh, Kirk Herbstreet mention this, uh, in that uh, in the Auburn um, in Penn State game. You know, that's where the, the SEC and and I'm not. This is no revelation. Uh, that's where the SEC is the strongest. Uh, of any, any conference, and that's – especially along the defensive line. And You know, you talk about recruiting. That's uh, the toughest position to recruit is the defensive line because yeah. there's only so many of them, and everybody wants them, and most of them are in SEC country. So guess what? The SEC gets them, and yeah. that's what makes them head and shoulders. Well, I won't say head and shoulders, but it makes them – you know the best conference in football in college football because of you know the athletes the amount of talent they have along that defensive line and to me that's the biggest difference and you really see it when when you see as you said Mississippi State and NC State when they play out of conference and in bowl games you
0: really see the
1: difference
0: yeah absolutely and and that's where the discrepancies lie i think it's you know when when you look at it i you know, I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's honestly where Mississippi State, where I thought NC State was a lot better. Uh, I, I guess when we previewed the ACC in, on illegal motion, that we looked at NC State and said this team could challenge for. You know, this team could challenge Clemson for the division title. They're they're really good up front. They've got a lot of experience, but that didn't seem to matter when they rolled into Starkville, heard some cowbells, and just laid down. So does Boston College do that? I'm not real sure. It's it's a home game for Boston College. So, um, you know, they they do a great – they do a good job up there. Um, They've been playing really well, and and they're a team that surprised me. But are they ready to win a game like this against a team that we thought was going to be contenders for an SEC East title? Probably not. I I really like Missouri in this game. I don't really really like them big, but I think it will be a good competitive matchup, and I, I think Missouri will come out on top of that one.
1: Oh, I agree with you on that. I, I think it'll be a really good football game. Uh, I give I give Missouri a slight edge. Uh, this is going to be a you know a pick'em probably to a three point spread, and uh, yep. you know, I, 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 but I'm like you, I think Missouri pulls it out at the end.
0: Absolutely. Well, a game that uh, the game that Tennessee fans are excited and nervous about this year, um, probably mostly every year. Tennessee Florida, the annual. Uh, SC, the early SECE showdown, which used to be the battle for East supremacy back in the back in the '90s and early 2000s, for the most part, um, it, it's it's a matchup that right now is heavily favored towards the Gators. Um, but Tennessee fans are hoping to be back into that one and and make that an annual uh, annual big time matchup. Still is in, in, in a lot of people's eyes. Still is in my eyes. Still still a big time matchup. Uh, just because I know what Tennessee. Could be so. Uh, the Tennessee is the favorite, it's a 20 point spread, which is
1: you mean Florida, uh,
0: yeah. Said I, say, <laughs> I said Tennessee, In Tennessee, or 20. Well, I think point I'll take Bronx. the Gators
1: if uh, yeah. they're getting 20 at home, <laughs> yeah. I
0: know, right? That's a sure, that's easy money right there. No, uh, Florida, Florida is 20 point favorites. There, um, Florida and its opponents have scored at least 60 and a half points or more just once this season. Um, looking at some trends and some stats, uh, Florida has one win against the spread this year.
1: Hmm.
0: One win oh, against the spread. That was last week against Alabama. they covered the spread. Um, so yeah, when you look at ten- when you look at uh, the tail of the tape here, uh, Florida scoring 33 points per game. Tennessee scoring 42.7 and that is with the matchup against Pitt and also another FPS matchup with uh, Bowling Green. Uh, they've allowed just 15.7 points per game on average. I guess that 56 to nothing thrashing really drove that average down. They they, they gave up a big number to pit, But, again, their defense is a defense that's very, that's very stingy but also gets very, very tired as well. Uh, Tennessee, the concerning part, or actually the concerning part about both these teams is they are uh, both minus two. In the, uh, in the turnover margin, so uh, both teams have got to fix that. Uh, Florida has allowed more yardage this year. They're a more aggressive style of defense, so that's going to happen, but uh, they they average gaining 552 yards per game, so that kind of makes up for it. So when I look at this game, Tennessee is just they, – they've got to continue to put the pressure on – uh, offensively, this is a Florida defense that can be had, and that can have points scored against it. And when you look at this, uh, this is a this is a road game uh, for 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 the Vols. So this is a game where they could take the crowd out of it by scoring some quick points. And, and again, this is an aggressive style of defense, but the way that the way that Tennessee plays, the style in which they play. Actually makes this a pretty good matchup, um, but when depth takes over, honestly, I, I think that's kind of where the Gators are, are favored and why they're favored. But again, it's going to be fun to watch. There's going to be some points scored in this game, Craig. What what are what are you what are you and, and fellow Tennessee fans expecting from this Florida game?
1: I don't expect them to win. Uh, that's for sure. Um... I think uh, the key to the game is going to be Tennessee's offensive line being able to keep uh, Hooker Milton off his rear end the entire well, night. Evening. If Tennessee well, wants night, to win, night. yeah.
0: If Tennessee wants to win, Joe Milton needs to stay on his rear end.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, then I'll go with you and say Hooker. You know, they they have got to keep him upright, um, yeah. and you know. Uh, that that is essential uh, for this to happen, for them to win the football games. Because yeah. uh, you know, I, I expect Tennessee. You know, I, I think Tennessee will score points. I really do. I, I think you know the 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 plan that Heupel has, the offense that Heupel has. You know, he has. You know, I, I just think they they will score some points. Now, um, to me. I think Florida has the ability to really pressure Tennessee, really pressure the quarterback enough to really harass him, to really mess up that offense a lot and, and potentially bog them down. Uh, so, to me, that's the key of this ball game is, is Tennessee's offensive line, whether or not they'll, they'll be able to hold up against, against uh, the Florida pass rush.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest concern. I mean, Florida's going to bring pressure. We know that. So uh, Hooker's going to have to get the ball out fast, or he's going to have to get some yards scrambling. Jabari Small, I think, in the rushing attack, is going to have to have a big game. Uh, And then defensively, just, you know, take advantage of Emory Jones and and force him to beat you through the air because he hasn't shown consistently that he can do that. So if you can force him into some turnovers, score some quick points, you never know where this game could go. I mean, this game could get real interesting – real fast and and Tennessee could say you know Tennessee just honestly they have I mean you know it's the SEC everybody has a chance every week that you know that goes without saying but um, you know I I think that there's some things that Tennessee can do now obviously they have to be on point and be playing at a 10 out of 10 for most of the game to make a lot of things a lot of these things happen but there is a chance and there are some things they can do one of them is scoring a blitzkrieg of points, taking the crowd out of the game, and of course, getting some more takeaways uh, and, and taking taking advantage of Emory Jones's lack of accuracy.
1: Well, I think too. I think Georgia, uh, uh, Georgia. I think Florida needs to play. Not, uh, I'll say, I think they need to give Tennessee some points, as in whether that be. Uh, turnovers deep in their own territory, uh, interceptions, uh, you know, whatever returns or touchdowns, special teams, whatever. I think Tennessee needs to get some "quote unquote" free points uh, in this ball game to win, and and I think, yeah. you know, I think Florida, Florida has to help Tennessee out in order for Tennessee to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 that's their only chance. And again, they have to play a clean game, no penalties, no 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 giveaways themselves, things like that. So, uh, just this is an interesting game. Of course, uh, the one the one week out of the year that I'm that I'm rooting for Big Orange. Um, so I, I, I like that. But uh, the chat is really really on fire. Guy is just uh, he's just going going crazy. He says nice cup, Craig. Bet you like receiver U. Uh, no fruit sucks better than the big orange. I like you already, guy. Uh, Luke Shaw comes in and says, Ole Miss is capable of beating Bama by 20. Um, that is true, but so is Bama. Bama's capable of beating Ole Miss by 20, 30 points. That's kind of the nature of that beast. Uh, the Lions are falling apart, or is more commonly known as just a normal game for the Lions. Uh, P. Willie is on the Manning cast. Are you surprised? Um, Share what you're smoking, Luke. Uh, I'm an Ole Miss fan," says Guy. Uh, and Jake says, "But they won't. That's probably true too. A lot, a lot of facts are being uh, are being displayed on the chat, um, and that's the fun of the SEC. Um, be interesting, October second. To be be very, very interesting. That'll be something that uh, that Jake Thomas." Uh, I, I imagine Steve is going to get on uh, Best of the West and try to defend the Rebs on there um, from what's going to be, I guess, a bloodbath. Jake Thomas is going to be ruthless, right? Um, so it's uh, it, it's it's a fun time to be an Ole Miss fan, I guess. So, um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, our last game, um, like I said, I'm expecting Tennessee play hard, play fast, play physical, play and, and uh, really just kind of fly around and try to find some depth and give yourself a chance to win so um, you'll never hear me say this again but go balls all right uh, our last game you, in the Lord. in the Eastern division you're welcome I have to do that every year I hate Florida that badly right <laughs> uh, is Kentucky South Carolina which really is an interesting matchup I should say because Kentucky's kind of struggling right now they you know they they struggled to finish off Missouri um, they struggled this week against UT chat which could be just a mental thing right but when you look at south carolina a team that plays really hard they're going to give themselves chances at big plays but to me in this matchup the depth of, the depth is greater at kentucky and the talent up front and the ability to get after the passer i think is going to disrupt south carolina ultimately um, I think it's – I mean, honestly, you know, conventional wisdom is going to tell you that it's going to be a blowout, but when you really look at it, when you really kind of study how K- uh, Kentucky has played the last couple of weeks, which they got off to a really hot start against Missouri and then kind of let Missouri back in it, struggled against UT Chat, I, th- I just think they're going to have to find some more consist- consistency offensively, and I think they're going to have to, to figure out how to start finishing some people off defensively.
1: Yeah, like I said, I, I don't really – I'm not going to judge them by the Chattanooga game. I think that was just a fluke. They were overlooking Chattanooga after beating yeah, against Missouri. Yeah, and, you know, th- that's going to happen. I-, I expect them to come out and play much better. The, the spread
0: you know. is five and a half, by the way, Kentucky's favorite. Uh,
1: Kentucky's five and a half.
0: Yeah, in yeah. in Columbia.
1: I- yeah, yeah. I expect them to play uh, much better in this game. Uh, you know, I tell you, though – South Carolina this is going to be their their first uh, SEC game uh, under Beamer at home and uh, that crowd's going to be fired up uh you know yeah. uh, Kentucky's 3 and 0 and when's the last time that the South Carolina South Carolina fans were you know fired up and foaming at the mouth for uh you know Kentucky so that should tell you something, you know how well Kentucky's uh, is doing, and, and uh, I guess their success that they've been building on uh, since Stoops has been there. Uh, at this point, you know they're they're you know they if you're South Carolina, you're looking up at them. That's one of the teams you're going to have to beat to get where you need to be.
0: Absolutely. And if you're if you're looking at this matchup, I mean, if Kentucky continues to be careless with the ball and not taking care of it they are at a minus six turnover margin, which, yeah. you know, that's the one that really kind of jumps out. I mean, you can look at average points scored, points allowed, all that good stuff, and you can you can kind of just watch them play and just see that, okay, they were playing an SCS team and they just weren't really up for it. They just had a big week against Missouri, big hard-fought win against Missouri, games that they're in a type of game that they're not used to winning. And here you are looking at this minus six turnover margin where they only have two takeaways on the season and and they're giving the ball they gave the ball away eight times you have a team in South Carolina that has a plus one margin uh, they've actually had seven takeaways so a defense that can make big plays can steal possessions you look at it and go hmm are they talented enough to win obviously they've they've their defense has given them chances but there's just, you know, to me, when at, at the end of the day, you know, Kentucky can still play. I think not at their best and win this game. Uh, they just got too much talent. I think I just think the talent overwhelms uh, South Carolina here. I mean, you've got Wandell Robinson, Josh Ali. You've got Chris Rodriguez, who I think is going to get going uh, rushing on the ground. I think Will Levis is going to have a better game here, and I think they're going to be more dialed in. And, and that's the biggest – and that's the biggest key. The mental component is is really kind of the biggest thing.
1: Well, I agree with you. I, I think they're going to be dialed in too and, and be ready uh, for this football game. I think it's – like I said, it's it's another stepping stone for where that program wants to be. And and, and they can't afford – if they want to get where they want to be this year, they can't afford to lose at South Carolina.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I, you know, I, and, and I do think, you know, I, I think Kentucky's going to cover this and they'll probably double, double the spread. Uh, they'll probably win by at least 10. Uh, and, and what, you know, South Carolina can be a hard, tough environment. It is hell's waiting room. Um, it You know, it's a, uh, fortunately, it's a night game for Kentucky. Um, but if you've ever, if you've ever been in South, Columbia, South Carolina for a noon kick, it is hell's waiting room. So, uh, they, they got very fortunate in that, in that deal. So, um, you know, if you look at our chat, uh, Jake Thomas is very high on Kentucky. He says uh, Kentucky wins big. Uh, Luke Shaw says, I'd be shocked if Bama beat us by 20. I think the experts have us underrated and Bama overrated. Really looking forward to beating Arkansas after they beat Texas A&M. Um, is Baylor really ever overrated? Have they really given you a reason to believe that they're ever overrated? No, not at all. Um, is Ole Miss underrated right now? Probably so. Ole Miss is really, really good this year. And if Ole Miss is going to get them, this is the year, to be honest with you. Um, you know, to be, you know, if, if you really want me to be honest, this could be a lot like last year's game. It's, I don't think any team's going to win by 20. Each team has the capability of beating the other by 20, but. You, you combine all that, not to make this an old Miss Bama preview show, but uh, you combine both of those things and you get a pretty tight game. So, uh, Kentucky wins this game by three, market down, Jake. Um, so, there you have so you it. You
1: don't think they'll cover? Jake doesn't.
0: Jake, no, Jake thinks Kentucky will cover. Guy doesn't.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Guy, Guy Caldwell thinks uh, Kentucky is okay. not going to cover. So, Guy is going to put his money. On the Gamecock, so we, we kind of know where that is. I'm glad to see the chat is alive and well. I'm glad to see uh, my, uh, my 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 dial up knock on wood has has allowed me to read most of the chat. So I, I think that uh, <laughs> I think the the camera gods are out to get me th- tonight. I think that's the biggest deal. Um, so uh, looking at that, uh, th- th- those are those are the big game, or those are actually all the games in the SEC East, all all conference games there. So. Um, very exciting week in college football. Uh, we're going to go ahead and and make some early selections. Um, we're going to kind of review, um, a little bit. Let's see. We both picked Alabama, uh, over Florida to cover. We both lost that one. Uh, A&M, New Mexico. I picked New Mexico. Uh, it was what thirty? So no, I did not win that one. Uh, you did though. You picked AM. I did. Yes. You you said they'd cover and they did. I picked Arkansas. We both picked Arkansas. We won that one. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, that was, uh, that was an L for me. That was a win for you. Good job picking Memphis on that one. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, good job picking South Carolina. Good Lord. You're, you're going to make some ground up on me this week.
1: Well, I said that was my game. I said after I picked UAB last week, too. I said if, you know,
0: if, uh,
1: you know, Georgia boat races South Carolina. I'll, I won't pick against Georgia the rest of the year. So, fortunately, you, that didn't happen, so I, I can pick against them. You are pretty nervous if there for I, a while, me. weren't you? Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. You pretty nervous there for a while, weren't you?
1: I was, yes. I loved that backdoor cover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, Penn State, uh, they covered. Uh, they covered the six points. Yeah, I lost that one. You won that one. I did win that one. Um, not sure what happened on the LSU game. They, they covered. covered. They covered. That's good. Yep. Uh, I picked Stanford. They they covered. We both yep. did that one. Uh, Ole Miss. I, I think they covered, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yes. They 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 were giving up thirty nine. They won by forty. No, I'm teasing. They covered.
0: <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> um. <laughs> we both took a big fat L on Oklahoma. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Texas. I think we both won that one, didn't we? Yes,
1: we did. Yes, they covered big.
0: Well, you had a better week than I did, slightly. Um, but I came into the week seventeen and nine. Uh, any of those of you keeping score at home and are really good at math, uh, what's my record for the, for last week? What's my overall record? Somebody tell me, because um, it's not updated on the spreadsheet, Steve. Steve, you got some homework to do now. Uh, all right. So looking at the games. All right. Looking at the games uh, as we uh, as we pull it up. I'm gonna give you the official line on from BetOnline.ag. So. Um, let's see. Where is it? I'm going to pull it up right now. Here we go. All right. We have betonline.ag. We're going to look at sports. I'm doing this like live and in person here. So, all right. We look at uh, college football, college football. All right. So we look at first game that we're going to look at is going to be Missouri-Boston College, Missouri is favored by two and a half, according to BetOnline.ag, on the road against Boston College. Craig, wow. what, what, surprises is your, me. what is what is your final selection here?
1: Well, I, I said it would be probably a pick or a three. I, I didn't think – I thought uh, BC would probably be favored. That, that Missouri with that SEC tag I think uh, carries some weight with mm-hmm. the betters. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Missouri in this game. I, I think they'll they'll cover that spread.
0: Well, but it's gonna yeah, be tight. I, yeah, I I think it's a uh, I think it's a pick'em uh, deal when it's a spread that low. Um, so I'm gonna take Missouri on that one. I think they're gonna cover that. Um, this could be close, but I, I still think they cover. And guy, to answer your question. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know Ole Miss was going to skull drag uh, Tulane before I picked OU. Um, I thought OU was going to skull drag Nebraska because I thought Nebraska was that freaking pitiful. Um, apparently, OU is pretty awful too. Um, so I took the L on that one. Um, Georgia minus thirty four and a half uh, against Vanderbilt. Georgia's one and one against the spread. Uh, this well, actually. No, they're they're two, two and more. one against the spread. Yeah. yeah, two and one against the spread. Uh, this year, they covered a six point dog spread uh, against Clemson. They covered uh, they covered against UAB. Did not cover against South Carolina. I think they cover this week. Uh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Vanderbilt's going to struggle to score, and if Vanderbilt can't score, I think Georgia's going to score forty at least again. Um, and I don't think Vanderbilt's going to get the backdoor cover like South Carolina did. They're not as good as South Carolina
1: no I, I agree with you I, I'll lay the 34 and a half myself
0: all right um let's see let's see what our other spreads are Kentucky f- minus five and a half against South Carolina well, are you are you buying that one
1: I take it it's. it's you know th- that amount of points is a little that's a little scary Um but I, I'm still going to to take Kentucky in this game, even though, like I said, that five and a half is is tempting. But I'm taking Kentucky.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Kentucky as well. I think Kentucky doubles that spread. To be honest with you, I, you know, South Carolina's going to put up a valiant effort, but I think in in the end they're they're going to they're going to lose. So, um, and then uh, lastly, before we start getting with some crazy spreads from around the conference or from around the country, at least. Uh, Tennessee plus 20 on the road at Florida. Are you taking the points here? Does Tennessee no. have a shot? No. No. Not for, not Florida's, the Florida's only won one game against the spread this year so far.
1: Even though it's a little bit tempting because I think maybe Florida may have a little bit of a hangover from the Alabama game. I think that'll play. Uh, and it, 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 that's an advantage for Tennessee, I should say. But I still – I would take the Gators. History says – you know, Tennessee <laughs> plays horribly there. Yeah. And they they are not ready to compete with the Floridas uh, just yet.
0: That is true. That is true. Okay, uh, our crossover game, LSU minus two and a half at Mississippi State. Wow. Wow. It's interesting. Wow. It's interesting. Because Mississippi State is awful. They just lost to Memphis. Yep. Yep. It's and, uh, interesting. And, wow, how do you see it?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, that's one of those games that that I see the spread and go, why? So that makes me go, okay, I'm taking Mississippi State.
0: It's very, that makes no sense. That spread it, makes it, no sense uh, to me. That's yeah. why I'm
1: taking Mississippi State. When that game that becomes. Sense.
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes about as much sense as is old. I can't even talk as Mississippi State being only two and a half point dogs. It's basically a pick'em game.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's the reason why I'm taking Mississippi State. That to me makes no sense. I, I would think, I would think LSU would be more of a favorite in this ball game, and I think LSU I would be a seven point favorite I, here. Yeah, I, I don't understand, and that's why I'm taking Mississippi State.
0: Somebody knows something. Um, yeah, that's right. I don't know if I want to be a fool or not and, and pick LSU. I, I'm good. I, it's just weird. I'm going to go with Mississippi state here. I might change my mind tomorrow night on after or on Wednesday night on after dark, Arr, the pirate, the pirate. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at the, I'm trying to look for the highest spread of the, of the, of the weekend, uh, as of right now. Um, Right now it's Bama minus 44 over over what Steve calls the Mustard Buzzards. <laughs> How do you feel about that one?
1: I lay the 44 How's that? There Son you go. the miss is god awful.
0: Yeah, they they're they're pretty bad. Then you have listen to this one. Akron plus 49 and a half at the Shoe. Really? Yeah,
1: hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, Clemson. Yeah. Clemson is ten point. Clemson opens up his ten point favorites over NC State this week. That's kind of a low spread for that game.
1: Yeah, uh, Clemson's had problems scoring ten points.
0: I know they got they only got fourteen on Tech. Yeah, on Georgia they, they Tech,
1: they had problems scoring ten points.
0: What, so. what, what is that all about? But um, anyway. Well, we've had enough fun here. Uh, Bam opened up at forty-four. Yeah, I'm gonna. Lord, they're gonna. They might double that spread. Um, yes, Jake, that might actually happen. Um, so that's gonna do it for us here. Uh, we could probably go on all night, um, but we're not. Uh, we've probably been. We've probably been having too much fun. My internet is gonna crap out again. My internet is about as tired as I am sometimes. So I guess that makes sense, right? Um, if you want to follow us on social media, just just look right down below um, at D. Craig Lad at at, uh, at Coach Burton thirty six at Believe in Dogs. You can find us uh, on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell for the notifications, letting you know when we're going live or when no, new content is posted. The Believe in Georgia Dogs uh, channel, as well as Positively Old Miss. Follow us on Twitch, uh, like us on Facebook, share all of that good stuff. Uh, too much fun. That's, there's no such thing as too much fun, right? Jake, you're, you're, you're right about that. That's just, I have to say that because I don't know. I just have to say we're having too much fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for making some comments guy. Um, I'm glad you were part of the show. Um, I love to be interactive. I want this to be the most interactive sports show, um, in the, uh, in the sports universe. Can that happen? Yeah, sure. That can happen. Um, you know, the, the, here at uh, Willis Digital Media, that can definitely happen. So, uh, Guy, just for you, hotty toddy, right? Um, so, that's going to do it for us, though. That's going to wrap it up for us. Craig, any final thoughts before uh, before we let you go? Uh, I think he dropped out. Um, so, there we go. So, we are the Beast of the East podcast we are uh, on the belief podcast network. Uh, we're also on Willis Digital media? We thank you for joining us. We thank you all of you on the chat for joining us um, and uh, find us subscribe, like follow uh, anywhere you get your podcast as well. You can listen to us if you prefer the audio version, but uh, you can catch me on believe in Georgia dogs. You can also catch me on sec after dark with Steve and Jeb. Uh, So for Craig Ladd, I'm Corey Burton. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and an even better weekend. We are the Beast of the East podcast presented by betonline.ag and playactionpools.com. So long. See you later. And, of course, good night. Go dogs.